welcome to episode 353 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life if your life is all about Parkrun. I am Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And good Narbon Fraulein, <laughs> I am Toc and I'm coming to you from Bunurong country. In Germany. <laughs> In Germany. <laughs> oh, you caught me off guard there. That's uh, funny. That's how funny. Are you, I'm good. Do you like our new theme music? I thought, um, don't tell Ollie. <laughs> Mel, Mel, Mel. You know, I subscribed to the ABC theory. Anyone but Collingwood. And look what <laughs> happened on the weekend. You got up. We did. Oh, so good. So proud of the boys. Well, I can tell you, my mother and my sister and half my family are uh, on your side of the, the bandwagon there. Oh. So. Are they? A lot of the family happy with the Collingwood win. Oh, look, the boys did us proud. I think they've behaved extremely well and they played. It was a very good match. But uh, anyway, I thought there's no copyright on the theme song, so there's nothing stopping me using it, as far as I know, but we'll get a letter in the mail, I guess, if that's incorrect information. And, Mel, I, I heard a whisper that given it's episode 353 and we had the song at the episode 99... Are you actually singing the Collingwood theme song today? <laughs> How is three five three relevant? I just sort of get you to sing the Collingwood theme song. <laughs> if it had been on Saturday, I probably would have. Maybe I should have recorded it uh, after the match. I did um, think that that might have been a good idea, but no, <laughs> not right now. I can give you a little recap if you like. Uh, yeah, I think we heard enough of it Saturday, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I meant of my day, my weekend, not oh, the your week. I thought game. you meant the Collingwood theme song. No. <laughs> Mel, where did you get to this parkrun day just gone? <laughs> well, Toc, as you well know, on Friday I journeyed north, northeast, for a weekend of sunshine, big things, black and white glory, and a whole lot of sweary surprises. Bearing in mind, we have some audio coming up, and I'll do my best to give a recap of all the excitement. Originally, I had wanted to head north on the Victorian AFL Grand Final weekend to pair the trip with a visit to Floriard. What is Floriard, Melissa? I'm glad you asked, Toc. Floriard is a flower entertainment festival held annually in Canberra's Commonwealth Park on the shores of Lake Burley Griffin. It features extensive displays of flowering bulbs with integrated sculptures and other artistic features. Floriard comes from the Latin word floriat, which means to design with flowers. The festival attracts tourists from around Australia and overseas in spring from mid-September to mid-October each year and is considered the most important regular event for tourism in the Australian Capital Territory. Floriad started in 1988 as a one-off celebration of Canberra's 75th birthday and was based on the world-famous Kalkenhof Garden in the Netherlands. According to Wikipedia, it is the largest flower festival in the Southern Hemisphere with over 300,000 visitors each year and although I have visited Canberra many times in September previously, I had never actually attended. Fun fact is my connection with the horticultural industry. Oh, you didn't know about that, did you? Back in 2019 on a trip with Irene Path, I encountered a giant pink garden gnome called Floyd, which was being used as a promotion for the annual event. And I was motivated to return and locate Floyd again as he seemed a perfect fit for our adventurer's big thing theme. On the drive up with Andrew Martin, we stopped along the way to visit some more iconic big things. The big magpie in Euroa, installed just this last August, was the first, then the big Ned Kelly in Glen Rowan and the big swoop in Canberra. The two magpies were definitely on theme for the weekend and the gorgeous weather gave us some fabulous shots. We also visited the Mint where we saw Titan in action, picked up a Bathurst coin for Martine and snapped the big coins out the front. Then we hurried off to the Commonwealth Park in search of Floyd before the gates closed in preparation for the ticketed night festival. And while the festival didn't disappoint, the displays of colour were a joy to be seen. But as we entered the gardens, Martine's shriek, I see Floyd! And there he was, my giant pink gnome, standing proud and posing for photos with all the visitors. So I got my fangirl photos, enjoyed a streak around the gardens, but sadly came away with no Floyd merch. Floriad, you seriously need me on your marketing team. 
but we were there for a park run and I had a date with a dot. So it was an early night to be fresh for the one and three quarter hour drive to Batemans Bay early Saturday morning. Batemans Bay is situated on the New South Wales south coast where the Clyde River meets the Southern Pacific Ocean and the traditional custodians of the land surrounding Batemans Bay are the Walbunga people of the UN Nation. It is the closest seaside town to Canberra, making Batemans Bay a popular holiday destination for residents from Australia's national capital. It was event 322 for Batemans Bay and we were amongst a crowd of 174, which is well above the average of 67 participants, again likely due to good weather and school holidays. Someone must have phoned ahead as I was greeted by a welcome message on the event whiteboard and received a shout out in the event briefing from the RD, although I was less impressed with the Collingwood wisecracks. I roll. (laughs) I'm kidding. This is a double loop course with surfaces including grass, concrete and bitumen and starts from Rotary Park near the Batemans Bay Marina. We had warm conditions, as you know, Toc, and although I had a crack at my first post-pandemic sub-30 and was generously paced by Andrew Johnston, again I fell short, only improving on last week's time by one second. I'm going to blame the weather. Much thanks to the wonderful community who were very welcoming and kind to afford me platitudes for my arbitrary milestones and also to my wonderful parkrun buddies for making me feel very loved. I've made quiet references a couple of times to the difficult year I've had and I seriously don't know where I would be without the support I've received from my parkrun family. After the run we zoomed up to JJ's at the marina where I indulged in balsamic mushrooms with extra avo and fried halloumi, a decaf flat white and Beck's delicious chocolate keto cupcakes. The staff was so accommodating to a front of 10 with no booking, allowing us to sit outside at picnic tables and order from the takeaway menu, highly recommended. This is such a hard recap because we then returned to our motel in Quimbian so I could watch Collingwood play Brisbane in the grand final and see my beloved magpies win their 16th premiership. Apologies to my very accommodating non-football travel companions who graciously endured three hours of football anxiety and some spicy words they may not have heard me utter prior to that day. Also apologies for me wearing my footy jumper home the next day after having also ran a park run in it the day before. It's been through the wash now and it's ready for next season. It did surprisingly or not surprisingly draw attention wherever we stopped on the drive home. A few heckles, but mostly happy smiles and calls of go pies. Oh, and Tony, I am reliably informed that Ollie received his early birthday package and was spotted RDing at Shell Harbour sporting his brand new Collingwood socks. You're welcome, Ollie. But anyway, we do have some audio from the lovely Beck Bailey who captured some of the excitement from the morning and the lovely guests that were in attendance and did surprise me. So why don't we have a little listen to Beck? Good morning, adventurers. Beck here. I'm in the car. It's 5am. I'm about ready to drive a couple hours south of my home in Shell Harbour to a little event for a tourist. Uh, it'd be my first time to this event. There's someone down there getting a special milestone today, and I know it's her first time to this event, so I'll report back in once I get there. I've arrived at Batemans Bay, found a couple other people who have come here for a tourist. Who have I got? Hey, Beck, it's Toc. And Jackie. Oh, guys, what are you guys doing at Batemans? I don't know. We just thought we'd rock along and um, you know, see if there's any milestones or any anything milestones? being celebrated today. Oh, so you guys happened to come surprise Mel without her knowing as well? Yeah, yeah, it might have been a bit of that. It looks like there's a bit of a crowd have done exactly the same thing. Yeah, definitely a bit of a frond today for sure. Yeah, apparently she was saying she thought you were going to Germany. Yeah, look, uh, on, the, on the way up here, because it's about a nine or ten hour drive, we put our um, Strava on the silent and she, she thought Toc hasn't done a run for a whole day so it was a little bit unusual she thought we might have been on a plane heading off to Unity Day. <laughs> All part of the big plan to keep All her in the, the uh, disguise. Yeah that's it well she seemed to enjoy the surprise anyway. Yeah no look it was great and it's just one of those days where you know we've had people rock up from you know WA, from Shell Harbour, from Inverloch, from Picton uh, just a great surprise and she was shocked. She was it's so always good shocked. to see her shocked. Yes. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to catch up with a few of those other people soon as well. Yeah, no, yeah. look, it's really great to catch up, Beck, and uh, yeah. you've done the, the trick with the cakes. Thank you. Top Thank effort you. on the keto cakes. <laughs> but uh, 
it's just been a great day and as I said the look on Mel's face when you guys jumped out from behind that caravan was just priceless. <laughs> Anything for Mel, she's, she's an amazing person, she does an amazing job, yeah. we all love it a bit. So. And I think we're all quite happy to drive to uh, yeah. catch up and celebrate oh, anything with her. for her, yeah. 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 All good. Well done, Mel. Your 200 locations and your 400 run, you got there. Arbitrary, but you got there. And You're a dot. And she's a dot on she's the dot. Uh, Charlie Pierce map now. <laughs> yeah. Well right. done. Well, have a good drive back, guys, and we'll see you when you see her. Cheers, Thank back. Thank you. Oh, stumbled into a couple more people who have travelled to Bateman's Bay today. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Very good, thanks. What are you doing down here? Oh well, it's a long weekend and we thought, why not head to the coast? And look, that's a lie. I've been planning this trip for months. Uh, we are here, I'm Sam, this is Luke, <laughs> also known as the office lady, and we are here to celebrate Mel's 400th park run at her 200th event location. And I've been planning this weekend since July when Mel and I went to covertly Kangaroo. Planning. Covert, no, yeah, very, very much covertly. Since we went to Kangaroo Island in July and Mel revealed the maths of it all, and so I've been keeping a sharp eye on how things might play out and might have invited a friend or two along actually as well. Yeah, thank you for the heads up. No problem. And plans to go to the Schlava this weekend, <laughs> but you know, happy to drive two hours for Mel. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, we decided no matter where Mel decided she would do this run that we would be there. So we were ready to buy plane tickets or drive or... Pick up the caravan and drive a bit further. Yeah, <laughs> do whatever needed to be done to be where Mel would be. And we are absolutely stoked to have run a spectacular park run in a magical location on a beautiful day today. Absolutely stunning. Mm. Yeah. Thanks and for asking, No Beck. worries. Thanks for coming out and checking the course, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. New tick, new volunteer role. I did the course check this morning, which is my first time ever doing that. Hot tip for everyone. Choose a two-lap course. So all you have to do is a K, 1.25 Ks and your course check's done. I'm a smart Fantastic. Pants. Well done. Good planning. <laughs> Good to see you guys again, as you always. Too. All right. I've stumbled across another couple big adventurers here and also our partners in crime were hiding behind the car earlier in the big surprise. <laughs> Who do we have? What are you doing here? Hi, everyone. It's Sarah from the west side on the east side. That's it. And Matt with Sarah. Yeah. We've come over to Bateman's Bay Park Run. Uh, we had a little bit of a change in plan, but um, very excited to join a front. So um, we drove an extra uh, few extra hours, a couple yeah. of hours, two and a half hours, because what's that when you've crossed the Nullarbor, I guess? That's right. So I'm um, very excited to be here this morning. Yeah, it was nice to come down and celebrate Mel's, uh, yeah, pretty big achievement. Yeah. 400 park runs and 200 location. Um, beautiful spot. We've had amazing weather. Oh, stunning. So beautiful. Um, yeah. And some keto cupcakes oh, made you, by the amazing baker, Beck. Thanks, yeah, guys. Um, very, very nice at the end of our run. Yeah. So thanks for that. But um, congrats, Mel, yeah, on your well achievement. Done, um, lovely to be here and... Um, Celebrating you. It's exciting to sneak up and yeah, duck behind the cars. Oh, did she see us? Did she not? Yes. Yes, I think that was an adrenaline it. hit this oh morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Literally running out and then Beck and Matt like, she's looking and then ducking behind the car and sneaking up. So um, And I was meant to record the whole thing and I just got caught up in the moment and <laughs> completely <laughs> forgot. But, no, it was good but there's a lot of screaming. I think yeah, we made yeah. her cry a little bit. We love you lots, Mel. Yeah, yeah we love that's you, Mel. Yeah, yeah, that was lots yeah. of fun. So I'm um, very happy to be here. And um, yeah, we've seen some whales breaching oh. at Mollymook last night. It was beautiful, full full moon rising over the, the beach. Yeah, it was stunning. Mm. So beautiful on the south coast. Very excited to be on the south coast of New South Wales, yeah, checking yeah, it out. The course is a bit flatter than Shell Harbour, as originally yes. planned. It's quite oh. a lot flatter. It's yes. a, good. I haven't checked the yes. Strava, but I'm pretty sure it's dead flat. Yeah, yeah it would be. It's dead fine. flat. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I got to yeah. run with Toc, and um, he, he spoke the most, but it was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had to speed up at the end to have a breather. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I went out too hard. I could hear you guys coming up behind me, and I was like, oh, i got to slow down. <laughs> no, it was great to catch up with fast, everyone. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's well. So it's yeah. Fantastic. yeah, it was great. Well, yeah. What are you guys' plans next? Staying um, over for another week, I hear. Well, because we thought we were going to be in Shell Harbour, we were, we're going to head back to North Wollongong tonight. Um, but we have our engagement party next weekend, Ooh, well which done. is very exciting. Congratulations. Um, thanks. So, yeah, that will be on the Northern Beaches. So we'll head cool. to Rhodes Park Run next week and check that out. Um, yeah, yeah, do some holidaying in between. and. Yeah, that's what we're up to. Enjoy that. Thanks yes. for coming down. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for having us and no joining in on the surprise. No worries. Congrats, Mel. Love you.
Alright, I found a couple more people joining us at Batemans today. The drivers of Mel to this special occasion today. Who do we have here? I've got Andrew. And Martin. Welcome guys, welcome to Batemans. Yeah, fantastic place here. Sunny morning, really, really nice course out here in front of the water. Now speaking of drivers, we've been driving Mel in two different senses. Quite literally, we drove her to Canberra last night and we drove her down to Bateman Bay here this morning. But secondly, we also drove her to keep her numbers aligned to get her 200 and 400 on the same day, which is a really special thing. And it was a great reason to get some of her really, really close parkrun friends to come down and meet and have this special occasion with her. Nice, and you guys were in on the whole surprise, but you managed to keep it nice and quiet, so Mel had no idea that the rest of us were all joining her today. Uh, it was a little bit hard. Um, Mel was coming up with all these theories about, um, with talk especially, and so trying to keep a straight face was quite difficult. <laughs> so you're supposed to be in Germany right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah, that was one of the theories. Quite an absolutely astounding theory, that one, but... Uh, I think she had a list of three. It was either Germany, WA, or I can't, I can't remember what the third one was. Uh, Victor Harbour. Victor, Victor Harbour. Yeah. Uh, and yet, managed to keep it secret until we turned up here at the car park and got a great surprise. It was really good for everyone to come here today. It was so good to see her face this morning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. excited. Making a real special day, day for her. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys' plans after this? You got more adventuring on the lines or? Uh, we've got about six months worth of adventuring already uh, lined up. I think in about the next six or eight months we've got about three or four weekends that we don't have something planned. So we've well and truly caught the adventuring bug. <laughs> Love it. Well thanks for joining us at Batemans and bringing Mel and obviously driving her for the special milestone. No All problem, it's been great to be here. Alright, I'm here with the whole reason that we've all come to Batemans today. It's Mel. How are you Mel? I'm very good. I've had a brilliant morning. It was a lovely surprise and I nearly cried. I thought you did cry. Well, I, well, I kind of did, yeah. I was overcome. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm so happy that we surprised you. Yes. It didn't get spoiled. I was, well, it did. I was, I was getting suspicious. So that might have already been revealed. I don't know. But it's been revealed, yeah. <laughs> I was getting suspicious of talking Jackie. Uh, but then I had decided in my head that he'd gone to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't. They were here. They were here. Yes. yes. And then I thought that was it. I thought that was the big surprise. And then you and Sarah and Matt popped out. Yeah. Nowhere. Behind in the cars. Yes. <laughs> we thought we thought you'd seen us when we were running down the field and we ducked behind a car real quick. I didn't. Sam was doing a great job of blocking your view. <laughs> try to surprise you but here we are Aww. we've all come because it's you and we love you so much Thank and you, we Beck. came to celebrate your although it's arbitrary you're, I know. but it's you're a, a dot you're a dot <laughs> you're a dot so and it was a big thing um martin convinced me to um to skip a run a couple of weeks ago so i could maintain the the synergy of the two milestones coinciding on the same day so yeah I'm kind of glad I did now and become a dot and so yeah Charlie Pierce please don't redo the <laughs> please don't redo the graph yet um, then I'm not a dot anymore big achievement to be a dot I'm still a black square <laughs> so I got a ways to go before I'm but ever a dot magic is the weather like it's oh just been a perfect day we're standing on the grass by uh, a bay and the skies are blue and not even a cloud. It's just been absolutely fantastic. Beautiful morning. It's a dead flat course. Michael Gentle, if you're listening, dead <laughs> flat, come to Batemans Bay. And I got so close. So Andrew ran with me um, and I, I kind of figured out within the first 500 metres he was sticking with me. And so I thought, oh, okay, I'll give it a crack. I'll give it a crack. I tried really hard for the sub 30, but I didn't quite get it. So that's okay. It's, it's still there close for another though. day. Close. Close, yeah, it was close. Yeah. I'm getting, yeah, I'm sitting around just over the 30 minute mark, but uh, anyway, I wouldn't change it. Beautiful brunch and your cupcakes, Beg. <laughs> Beg made me keto cupcakes and they were delicious. She can have baking. Yay, I could eat brunch. <laughs> that was really nice. And it's just the fact that it's thoughtful and so I really do appreciate that. Oh, thanks, Mel. Anything for you. <laughs> We've all decided this, that we would drive anywhere. Oh, We've all talked about no matter where your 200th location was going to be, we were going to go. Really? So, well, I'm glad it was here. I'm glad it was here too. I've never been here. And it's pretty close to Schlapa. Yeah. It's nice. Ollie, you're right. This course is very lovely. It is. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Sad you couldn't come, but happy, <laughs> happy birthday party to Ava. Yeah. I'll see you next week. For your birthday. You can't keep that one quiet. <laughs>
no, no, we'll make sure we tell the world. We'll kind of already have. We kind of have, yes. Yeah. yes. There will be cake at Shell Harbour next week, everyone. <laughs> Fabulous. Yes, well, congratulations. Thank you. Good to see you again. You too. Yeah. yeah. We'll see you at Bathurst. Bathurst. Yes, that's right. Two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, safe drive back. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. Go Pies! <laughs> It was a, uh, a good recap there. Yeah, it was a lovely day up at Bateman's Bay. We uh, really enjoyed our day up. We enjoyed the road trip up and back. It was uh, a fairly quick hightail home after it, but how good was it to catch up with all the friends there and just sit around after park run? And I just love those Saturday morning feels. I know. They're pretty special, aren't they? So I also wanted to say some people might think it's a stretch that I thought you could have been going to Germany, but in my mind it was totally, you know, <laughs> a realistic option. i got to say, Mel, we deliberately did turn our, our Strava and Garmin off so that we'd throw you with that, uh, hoping you'd think that we'd just gone to South Australia and were doing the long road trip. Uh, Germany, I don't know where that came into the equation, <laughs> but when we got a uh, message from your travelling companion saying she's sinking Germany <laughs> – we just all burst out laughing. That was that was a great little uh, thing. Unity Day. I thought you were going to go over for Unity Day. Go and do the extra park run? Yeah. Yeah. No, look, would have been great, but uh, I think we're done with travel overseas for, for a while. <laughs> That's fair enough. Oh, and I really also want to thank Beck again for the keto cupcakes. It is such a treat for me to be able to eat something at brunch i mean obviously i i also had my balsamic mushrooms but um yeah so lovely to have her go to all the effort of making something to my dietary requirements so thank you so much beck and oh, also she'll give a shout out to the office lady for all her work behind the scenes now i th- i thought when beck brought out keto cupcakes not being a uh, dietary type person i thought oh god what are these going to be like <laughs> They were actually really good. Yeah. I was sort of eyeing off a second one there for a fair while. <laughs> I thought, oh, there's not enough to go around, but someone might have to miss out so I can have two. I got one to take home on the road. Oh, cool. I got two. So, yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, it's not all bad. Uh, well, during your recap there, you mentioned the, the dot. I know. Um, it's a big thing to become a dot. I'm very proud of my new dot status. Do you want to explain to the listeners about the dot? For our listeners that don't know about the dots, um, there's two different parkrun stats groups out there that a lot of us follow. There's a parkrun stats geek group and the parkrun stats chat group. And one of the members, Charlie Pierce, puts up this graph generally about once a month and it tracks everyone by the number of parkruns they've done in blocks of 50, so 1 to 50, 50 to 100, and so on. And then how many different events you've run in blocks of 50. And so obviously, right at the start of the graph, for example, if you've done between 1 and 25 park runs and you've done under 50 different events, you're one of 4.5 million people in a Hmm. block. You don't go to a dot until you're less than 50 in a block. And in your case, Mel, because you've done 400 park runs at 200 different events, you're one of 39 people that fit into a block. And so you get your own dot. I know. It's really cool, the graph. And I'd encourage people to jump onto those two Facebook groups and have a look at, at them. And Charlie does a great job with them. Thank you, Charlie. And it was really good that Charlie was able to confirm and produce that report on the Sunday night so that we we could confirm that you are in fact a dot. (laughs) For those that are following the dots, they have a habit when you're in the area. If there's more than 50 people in a box, it's a shaded box. If there's less than 50, you get your individual dot. And as more people travel and more people do more park runs, the shading's slowly going across the graph. So it's, it's harder and harder to get to become a dot because there's a lot more people in those boxes progressing as well. So to achieve that is uh, is really good. Yes, I'm pretty proud. I'm a bit chuffed. I'm not sure how long I can maintain it. It's been a crazy year. I think we just looked up um, prior to recording, Tony. I have done a streak of 44 this year. I'm on a streak of 44. But, of course, they're not all brand-new events. But there's only – oh, there'd be less than five out of that 44 that are repeats. And, Mel, as, 
Australians and I guess our Kiwi friends and uh, people from America and that would understand once you start to do all the events around you, travelling starts to become a major issue. For our friends in the UK, where you have such a plethora of park runs within, you know, 100 kilometres. Plethora. <laughs> plethora. <laughs> where you have such a range of park runs so close, it's easy to travel Although I did notice while I was over in the UK, there was a bit of a reluctance. When you said you were going to drive six hours, they'd look at you as if to say, who drives six hours? <laughs> um, not sure where your Nandy is, Mel, but if I don't count the ones across the water in Tasmania, I think we've probably got an eight-hour drive as a minimum to get to our Nandy. Yeah, well, now that Braidwood Showgrounds is back top, that's my Nandy. Yeah, I think ours might be Jerobombera or somewhere. <laughs> mm, but, yeah, it's it's over seven hours. I've got nothing under seven hours. Till the next launch. So distance becomes an issue and, and obviously to try and keep yourself as a dot, um, you have to get up to either the next block of 450 runs, which is obviously a bit over a year away for most people, or you have to do another 50 events and obviously getting to 50 different events um, – is a lot more challenging. Mm, you are correct, my friend. <laughs> challenging also on the bank balance. And I, I really do feel for the likes of our Kiwi friends that I'm not sure how many events there are now in New Zealand, but I know they get to the, I think it's somewhere near 50 now and then have to cross the ditch to get to a new event. Mm-hmm. So that's a big swim to get to each new event. But, you know, there's uh, – there's future growth coming, so yes, that's good. Now, the next thing I've got on our agenda is to talk about Collingwood. Oh, Mel, Mel, Mel. <laughs> I, I had a fear of being the one of the guest hosts on the week after Collingwood have won a grand final. <laughs> I still live in massive trauma of 2010 where Collingwood won the premiership. Ran over the top of St Kilda. <laughs> 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 but, Mel, it was certainly, listening to it on the radio on our trip home from Batemans Bay, the commentators were all saying it's probably one of the best games that's been on for many, many years. It's unusual for a grand final to be so close right to the end of the game. Normally by half time, there's a fair bit of a break. So this year was actually a really good game to listen to, even if Collingwood won. And what about the pre-match entertainment? How was Kiss? Uh, we were actually out of the car for a quick walk oh. on, at Pambula. <laughs> we had a quick walk around towards the Pambula Wetlands Park Run course for the pre-game. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure we could get out and get back in the car to listen to the footy on the way home. Oh, yeah. They did a good job. They were, <laughs> I did wonder what the today's generation, like what perhaps um, my uh, 13-year-old would think sitting there witnessing these 70-year-old men with their makeup and their, mm, what would you call their costumes? Interesting. <laughs> Bless them. And, and, and having been someone that was at the grand final the year that Meatloaf sang, I'm sure Kiss did a fantastic job. No, they were good. They were very entertaining and they had they had heaps of little kids. So, like, there would have been, I don't know how many dance groups out there doing formations to the music. So, it was really entertaining. And fun fact, Kiss toured in about, oh, I'm going to say 1977, played at VFL Park in Waverley and I could hear it. And I could see VFL Park from my front lounge room window and you could hear them playing. So there you go. Cool. That's how long they've been going for. <laughs> yes. Mind you, I was seven. <laughs> anyway, we should move on. Um, happy birthday, Park Run. Yay. It's today. It is. We're recording this on the second. We are. So 19 years old today. <laughs> Who would have thought that group of uh, people that got together and ran around Bushy 19 years ago would have led to this? Thank you again, PSH. And we've got a little bit um, a little bit of that growth coming up a little bit later, Mel. We do, yeah. That's exciting. But there's more news now. There is uh, some records, is there not, that were broken this weekend? 
There is, Mel, this week across Australia, and I've just gone to the Australian ones. I'm sure there's many across the world, but we had eight events break their attendance records. And I think what's significant about that is most weeks there's one or two break it. To get eight, and we start to look at the growth of numbers, and we're getting back towards our pre-COVID levels, which is fantastic. But this week, I know Warrigal, Rudy Hill, Launceston, Jake's Point, Dorset Recreation Reserve, Dole's Point, which is, as we all know, the pretty one. Mm-hmm. Christie's Beach and Cring Glades all broke their attendance records. And probably just one I had a look there, and I had a little bit of help from one of the EAs, Leanne from Tassie. Uh, Launceston are up to f- event 526, and they've broken their attendance record. Yet yeah, generally, you see events early in their time break records, but to be breaking it after 526 events. And that was largely boosted by a big group that came from a – there's a really big heart health promotion across northern Tassie by the Clifford Craig Foundation. So, yeah, really good to see those sort of numbers on the increase again. Good pickup, Tony. That's excellent. And uh, Launceston being the uh, founding event in Tasmania too, I believe. Yep, and that, that's what I said. With being an event 526, you know, it – it's actually really good to see some older events. You, you always get your newer events kicking over some records. Dole's Point, um, I didn't have a look at their attendance numbers, but, uh, yeah, to see events like that up there kicking off attendance records, obviously they're doing a lot of things very right. And we should give a shout-out to adventurer Ingrid Botha, who uh, hails from said pretty park run. Yes, one of their run directors at, at the event. Ah. So, yeah, there we go. Um, I was sort of looking at that attendance records, and look, it was flagged to me by Warrigal Park Run, one of their groups. I saw that they had their attendance record, and they've been going since 2014. So, once again, an event nine years old, breaking attendance records. And looking at those events like Warrigal, that the numbers have just steadily been increasing, obviously doing – so many things right within the community. It sort of got me to have a look at my time in Parkrun now and the growth that has been in Australia across that time. And I like keeping a few different numbers and stats and the odd spreadsheet. And I just sort of reflecting on a few things. I looked at Invelox's original application that we put in to the local shire when we proposed Invelox Parkrun. And we had some of the numbers that were on that compared to where we're at now. And so looking at it, Parkrun, as we know, in Australia launched at Main Beach. There was exactly 100 participants in April in 2011 and six volunteers. Uh, It took till 2014 before Australia had 100 events run concurrently on the day, and that was with one or two closures. So interestingly, Callumvale in Brisbane was our 100th event, the 200 events running concurrently on a day was reached in 2017 in November. So it took about six years for us to get to 250 events. And then just a couple of numbers. Once again, I was pulling some figures out for Inverloc when we proposed it. Ten years ago on this weekend just gone, there was 42 events across Australia with 5,611 finishes and 361 volunteers across the whole of Australia. This weekend, we ran 464 events, had 60,000 finishes and 5,216 volunteers. That's over a tenfold increase in the number of people. I sort of started to think, where's the future of Parkrun with that sort of growth? You know, when do we hit event 500, for example? So this year, across Australia, you know, we've had an extra 36 events, I think, kick off. We've got another 36 before we hit 500. You know, when's that point going to be? Is it going to be February, March next year? And where are those new events coming from? Um, I look at the map a lot and there's just little holes everywhere. And I think, you know, it could be a good place for a park run in there. I don't know about you, Mel. Do you often look and sort of think, or as you're touring, like, you know, driving home from Batemans Bay, you drive through a town and you think, oh, wouldn't this be a fantastic place for a park run? Absolutely, yeah, do that all the time. All the time thinking of uh, potential everywhere you look. Yeah, 
and I uh, wouldn't it be good if they hit the 500 on Palm Weekend? <laughs> oh, wonder if we could get an event up towards Toowoomba to be the 500th. No, nah, because we can't go the launch. No. Nah. Oh, well, good point. <laughs> uh, and we don't want to hit them up on week two or week three either. No, no. No, good point. But yeah, no, we often, as we're, we're driving around, we get out and have a leg stretch in a town and you'd be walking, you'd be walking along the park and you think, oh, look, you know, there's toilets, there's a cafe, there's a big car park, there's this beautiful track. Why haven't they got a park run here? <laughs> um, so... But anyway, that just just me reflecting a little bit, you know, from I was looking at Invelox application for our new permit for the next year and I just happened to go into my permits folder and I had a lot of that information still in there from when we first proposed Parkrun nine or ten years ago. And I do believe you have recently, I don't know if we announced it on the pod, I can't remember, that you have recently come back into being an event ambassador after a small break. I have, Mel. I, I took a little bit of time off. I was a regional ambassador before I stepped back. And to be honest with you, Mel, I've really missed helping events and talking to events and having that involvement with events, you know, problem solving and just being that ear and being that support person. I've really missed that since I stepped down. And I put a new application in and I was actually really happy to say uh, I was accepted and one of my uh, referees I used on that was the lovely Janet from Lockheel. Oh, hi Janet. I don't know whether she said good words or <laughs> but not back into the uh, event ambassador role again so I'm really looking forward to that. Well congratulations to that. Thank you and uh, we've hit October so we're talking about Parkrun's birthday the 2nd of October but We've just finished off a really big month for a lot of us that are involved through the podcast. uh, Streaky Septmiba is over (laughs) for another year. I don't know about you, Mel, but I've had my streak running for a few years now, and obviously I've managed to streak every day over Septmiba. How about you? Yes, I completed Septmiba with my own little personal challenge of 10,000 steps a day and a minimum 3K activity, so... Proud to say that I completed it and I will maintain it, although I haven't done the 3K today, so guess what I'm doing when the recording finishes? (laughs) I think you did this last time we recorded, Mel. I think you went out and did a late little uh, blocky after we recorded then as well. Yeah, I think I did. It's not unusual for me to have to do a couple of blockies before I hop into bed. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, Mel, I think – the interaction on the uh, Facebook page has been fantastic. We've had a lot of new names this year popping up there, which I think is really encouraging. It's great to see new names, new activities, new ideas coming up as well. And some of the challenges that people have been completing for the bingo card, I tend to look at things very oh, it says this, you've got to do this. Some people have come up with some fantastic interpretations and ideas, and I love seeing the creativity in the group. There's been some really great people completing, you know, the magpies and the the friends and all sorts of challenges in there. Actually, we were very excited walking to get my 10,000 steps after dinner on Saturday night, just going up and down the street. And I glanced up at an apartment block and there was one light on in the apartment block and there was a cat sitting in the window. And I was like, oh, oh, there's a cat, there's a cat in the window, quick. And there was a tr- <laughs> there was an abandoned trolley and I'm like, quick, get the trolley in the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, that's a leftover from last year's bingo card, but uh, I can't not see abandoned trolleys. And, uh, Mel, I think um, with Streaky Septmiba uh, coming to a close, I think we should you know, encourage everyone to keep going. Hopefully you form that habit. But I reckon it's time to throw over to, to Pippa and listen to Pippa's closing comments on the month. <laughs> And that's it. September is over. Today is the 1st of October and I'm sat in my house and it's nearly midday and I haven't yet been out. How terrifying is that? That's for me, who's a, who's a proper um, obsessive streaker. If you've decided that the, first, that the 30th of September was your last day and you stopped, that's brilliant. Fantastic. We'll see you next year. 
how has my September been? Well, quite frustratingly, it's the second September I've had an injury. Back in 2019, my very first September, I fell and I cracked my back. And that's been an ongoing problem, I suppose, ever since. Uh, but exercise keeps me, keeps me healthier and keeps my back healthier. So I'm going to be walking probably for the next uh, few days, maybe a couple of weeks as everything heals. However, I'm out there, I'm getting the exercise in, I'm getting the mental health time. I've actually got three people streaking this year who've never streaked before. And ironically, one of them is not even a park runner. One is my, uh, is the tame volunteer, my daughter, and she's been doing two kilometres a day, which I'm really excited about. Another's a park runner who hasn't yet to find the pod. So my next challenge in October is to get them completing maybe a park run and listening to the pod. And we'll see how we get on with that. September has been a blast. I've loved it. I've got out. I've done some different things. I haven't quite completed my bingo card. But thank you to everybody who's joined me on my journey this month because it's been fantastic. See you next year. And we would like to thank Pippa very, very much for sending us the recordings and supporting everybody through Streaky Septmeba. But now it is time to hear from Dazza's. And this week at Dazza's, he said, it's grand final day in the greatest state. Dazza has picked a side, have you? Before the footy, there's Parkrun. How was your morning? Our first one that we've got from Dazza's is Errol Poole. Errol said, go the Lions. But, yeah, Saturday morning that probably sounded a lot better. And he had a little emoji of a lion and a smiley face, and then he had a comment, NRL, who cares? And our photo was Errol in the White Rock selfie frame. Mm, he's getting around. Haven't bumped into Errol for ages. He might be at Bathurst. He could be. Who knows? And we also heard from Holly Pleasance, who said a wee bit of Celtic theme here at Warwick Park Run. And there was a photo of Holly, well, not just Holly, but seven ladies in their tartan skirts. Next, we heard from Renata Koch. All shades of blue were represented at Parramatta Park Run's 500th, but Cristiano's took the cake. Go Panthers! Um, and she got that one right. The Panthers came over the Broncos in the end for a, a win. So she was on the money with one of them. And she put a collage of photos in to celebrate Parramatta's 500th event. Fantastic. I did notice all that blue in the social media. We also heard from Margie Lewis, tail walking with Katie at home to re-park run. We may have misplaced the tail when the person we were following dropped out after one lap, some jogging to find the next person and a pic there of Margie and Katie Young in the Tower Walkers fluoro. Next up, we heard from Carmel Roll, Mitchell and Park Run. Great to meet Samantha, Roberts and Wayne. Ticked off Menendi. Now to get to the next one. They keep getting further away, just like we are discussing before, mm. Mel. Hope the Queensland teams do well in their grand finals. And it was a Pick of Carmel in her adventurous top in the Michelin selfie frame. And those adventurous tops, Mel, they get around. They do, and they, they're, they're becoming very recognisable. We also heard from Cheryl Loves Raymond. Four weeks after total hip replacement and I'm back, enjoying a newly launched course today at Port Macquarie Park Run, my home club doing my 150th park run with 312 participants for event number 347. And Cheryl sent us a photo with a cool eat, sleep, park run, repeat T-shirt. The T-shirts seem to have been all the flavours in them this week, Mel. Our next one was from Chris Gore. Well, Dazza, there weren't too many football colours at Shipwreck Park Run this morning. It was a sea of green as everyone was wearing their Team Gore World Record T-shirts to send off Phil and Gemma Gore as they head across to Tennessee in the USA to compete in the World Championship of Backyard Ultras. It was also time to hand over the Shipwreck ED role to Martin as they stepped down from the role after getting Shipwreck up and running five years ago. Well done, Phil and Gem. We had a guest RD for the event. Sam Grant from Corinne Glades Park Run came down and brought some of the Corinne Park Runners along. It was also run number 300 for Karen. It was a great morning. The cafe was packed out afterwards and the Corinne crew also brought along a fantastic spread to help celebrate. And the picture there, Mel, had about 30 people in Team Gore 
102 t-shirts. And, uh, yeah, I'd just like to say good luck to, to Phil in the Backyard Ultra Championships in Tennessee. We'd like to also – well, I'd like to also say well done to Phil and Jem because there's a lot of effort that goes in to supporting somebody to do something like that. We should uh, probably point out that the 102, I guess that uh, relates to his goal to eclipse his previous best. Uh, 102, Mel, was actually his world record where oh, he ran 102 he ran. hours. I beg your pardon. It was about 688 kilometres yes, uh, he ran. crazy. I think I'd, as well as that, I think we should be saying well done to the two of them for getting a park run up and going for five Absolutely. years. Because that takes a significant amount of effort, as we both know. It does. Yeah, so good luck, Phil. Uh, The Parkrun Adventure is very own Phil Gore. (laughs) (laughs) We'll claim him. We'll claim him. Now, we also heard from Joanne Blackbird. Hey, Dazza, headed up the bush on the public holiday to do another Vic location. Telling, oh, I got caught out. (laughs) Talangata Station Parkrun was so scenic with the massive Lake Hume and beautiful green hills beside us the whole way. Chatted to a Pies fan, yay, and his son from Windenvale Park Run. Oh, was that Daryl? Oh, never mind. Listened to the game on the radio in the car on the way home, but was so exciting, stopped at a convenient pub. Thank you, Tara Wingy, to watch the last 10 minutes on the telly. Great to see the Pies hold on. And Joanne shared a photo of herself at the Telangata uh, event in the selfie frame with the train station sign in the background, becoming very iconic, that train station sign talk. It is. It's uh, appeared in quite a few posts now on on Daz's on the Saturday, as well as on other spots. Very handy to have one of those at your park run. It is nice, big letters. Easy to see. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we heard from Callum Burrell. And Callum said, as well as recruiting two new members to the the Adventurers, we recruited two new members for Team Burrelly, whilst at Lister Park, park run Bradford, a friend of Burrell's as Lindsay and I were very pleased to join up with Ellen and Rosine Burrell whilst they were on their visit to the UK. And for those that don't know, Ellen's the prof from up in Queensland. Going on, it was a pleasure to join up with like-minded parkrun tourists from the other side of the world who just happened to share our surname. Rosin and Lindsay were convinced Alan and myself might be distantly related. And they had a photo with the Bradford pop-up because over in the UK they have the little pop-up signs and it had Callum, Lindsay, Alan and Rosin all behind the pop-up. Do they have selfie frames as well over there? No, they just have the, the, pop-up, the pop-up frames with the event name. Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool. Very good. So that completes Dazzers for this week. Thank you for selecting those, Tony. My pleasure. I actually enjoyed going through them like I do every Saturday, but it's good fun going through them, looking and uh, picking up different events and different ideas. So would you like to also announce this week's winner? Yes, and look, following on from Ollie's lead last week, I don't actually have a whiteboard at all. I do have the post-it note still, and my post-it note, because I love my post-it note stuck to the computer screen so you can't see the screen, my (laughs) post-it note says the winner is Holly Pleasance. For the photo with the seven ladies in the tartan skirts. Hooray. Well done, Holly. Thank you for showing off the Celtics over there at Warwick Park Run. I must get there one day. Have you been to Warwick? I haven't been to Warwick yet, but um, I've seen quite a few comments from the likes of the Polemans about Warwick. So obviously it's one that we need to get to. Add it to the list. I think so. But now it is time to have a look at our inbox. They called you Ollie. And Simon, no, it's talk. (laughs) (laughs) You've got mail. And we didn't didn't align or assign these ones, so I'll go first with Cathy Crispin. We heard from, oh, yes, I did have to read Cathy's. Now I remember. It says, hi, Mel, Ollie and crew. Just wanted to drop you a quick message about Rocky, our black and white. See what I did there? Mascot from Panania Park Run. Rocky is no lightweight and has been a feature of our event right from the beginning. At this, our second location. While this course does occasionally flood, it floods less than our original site at Deepwater Park. 
I think the clue is in the name. <laughs> I've added a couple of pics for you to see Rocky in the wild. I was actually out on a run while listening to episode 352, so took a quick check-in to take a pic. The video shows his parkrun tattoo too. I've also added a photo of Rocky at his spa day earlier this year with fellow adventurers Sherry and Abby Brantman and the Viking Paul Whelan. Hope this helps explain the significance of our mascot Rocky. No passionista picks with him this week as I was touristing at Inveril, lovely course, with hubby, the boy child, and the pooch Zeppelin. And Kathy included some photos which I will describe once I move my cursor across so that I can see them. And we had a photo of the aforementioned people with Rocky, which is a big rock painted white. Now, assuming the spa day was a refresh of paint for Rocky, who's had a smiley face painted on the front in black and has a Parkrun logo painted on his boot. Moving along, we had another email from Scott (laughs) Errol. Not sure if I can put this message here, but on the 7th of October, a group of us are doing the Great Auckland 7 Parkrun Challenge, doing all the Parkruns in one day. Anyone's welcome to join in and do Summer All with us. PM me and I can add you to the Facebook group. Cheers, Scott. Now, Scott is also known as Scott Aeroplanes over in New Zealand, which are obviously is where the Great Auckland 7 Park Run Challenge is, so much like our longest run day, I would assume, Toc. Very similar to it. And, uh, yeah, naturally enough, the seven park runs, although they're on a Saturday, I assume one of them is going to be at an official park run and the rest will be freedom runs. Yes. So that should be a good day. Now, this won't quite give you much time if you are listening from New Zealand, bearing that this pod will only be out days beforehand. But, yep, drop Scott a line if you're interested in going. Now, we've also heard from Renata Kosh about a new Polish parkrun launch. And I shall do my best. Actually, no, I won't. I'll cheat. It says, (laughs) hello, Melon Ollie. To begin with, I would like to apologise for Parkrun Poland's recent launches. I hope they didn't deliberately choose places with exceptionally difficult names for new Parkruns. But, Ollie, I was really impressed by your attempts to pronounce the two new Polish Parkruns in the last podcast, Great Effort. And for clarity, she did name the two Parkruns that I can't say. She goes on. Well, guess what? Another Polish parkrun with a difficult name launched today. Oh, yay. Attached to this email is a little voice file with a beautifully pronounced event name. I recorded it for you so you can listen, practice, and impress the listeners or just play it when recording the podcast. But that would be boring. Thank you for the weekly dose of parkrun goss, Renata. Thank you so much, Renata. I'm sorry Ollie wasn't here to pronounce all those wonderful names, but we do appreciate the recording that I will insert. And Mel, I, I looked at those couple of names there and I just was not even going to have a have an, a, an attempt at them. I think Wally did uh, – Wally. <laughs> <laughs> we could call him Wally. <laughs> I think Ollie did a fantastic job of it. I, I can't even pronounce Ollie, let alone those Polish names. I can't even remember who I'm recording with anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that note, Mel, I think we should throw across to Rachel and listen to Rachel this week. <laughs> This is Rachel with Club Corner, where we talk about the what and why of parkrun clubs, and I am coming to you from Aranda Country. Today I'm going to talk about headlining. No, I'm not on tour with Tom Jones or Taylor Swift, and not that they would be supporting me. I'm going to stop this musical analogy. I am talking about what we used to know as takeover days, you know, where a group or club comes to parkrun and does all of the volunteer roles for the day. Sometimes it's an ad hoc group, think the classic junior takeover days, or more organized, think scouts or an office group or the local footy club. In recent years the expression takeover has been replaced by headlining, it's the same thing, just a subtle clarification that Parkrun still owns the event being taken over, and the takeoverers can't unilaterally change things just because they are in charge for the day. It also gives a little more emphasis to the organization doing the taking over. 
The act of a group coming together to run Parkrun for the week is a great community interaction, and Parkrun HQ have got ambassadors working with corporate entities to engage with them in their altruistic endeavors. That's it. That's all I have. There's not much to say about headlining apart from it's great, and if you and your team want to take over slash headline an event, you should contact your local team and ask about it. And remember, in Parkrun life, all non-milestone clubs are unofficial and unsupported by Parkrun, so stay tuned for our future club corners. Thank you, Rachel, for bringing us more interesting news about takeover days. They are a popular thing to have at your park run, Tony. Yeah, they are, Mel. Have you ever actually been involved with the takeover day? Hmm, I feel like I have, and it must have been back way, way back in the days of uh, my first running club, Rearing to Run. I'm pretty sure I was involved in a club takeover day. Yeah, I think we've we've done the same. The Wonthaggy Roadrunners have taken over envelope and interestingly i'm probably similar sort of vein but all the envelope rds and event team took over philip island one day Hmm. so sort of similar but different oh and then there was the festival of mel yes that was like a takeover of mel's (laughs) Mel's rule the world. (laughs) And at Junior's one time, I think it was Mother's Day, one of our RDs, Andrew, um, what's his last name? Andrew Reynolds. The tall bloke. He decided that because it was Mother's Day that the dads would do a takeover. Okay, so there's many different formats for the takeover, so it doesn't just need to be a company or a you know, a group or a charity takeover. It could be all sorts of things. That's what we like, using your imagination. Yep. And that's what events love. We need to have an ugly, an ugly Christmas singlet takeover. <laughs> we could do that at multiple events on the same day. We could. We could take over the world. <laughs> anyway, perhaps I move on. Yes. The Adventurous Consolidated Club report for Saturday the 30th of September 2023. Of a total of 473 members, 375 took part on this date in 13 countries across 194 locations. In the UK, there were Adventurous at 27 events. There were six in Germany, three in South Africa and the USA, and one event each in Canada, Austria, Finland, Ireland, Italy, Singapore, and Sweden. Locally, we had adventurers at 43 events in New South Wales, 36 events in the Greater State, 33 events in Queensland, 14 in South Australia, 7 in WA, 6 in the ACT, Tassie and the North Island had 4, and there was one on the Northern Tree. Now, I do believe... Our South Islanders in New Zealand were off doing other things. So there's no bowling strike, but never mind. I think, Mel, that might have been a combination of, I saw lots of reports of, I think, wet weather, and I think New Zealand might have been playing in the rugby at parkrun time. Okay. So that might have explained part of it. Well, there you go. I just thought the Baileys went off to a party and had too much to drink and didn't get up for parkrun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And now, internationally, our largest front was at Rima in Germany, where Mark, Nicole, Elise and James Scarborough ran. And a special congratulations to James for equaling his PB. And locally, our largest fronds. There was two events with 10 participants. One was Schlaber, and the other one was our very own Bateman's Bayfront with Matthew Stevens, Toc and Jackie O'Connell, Beck Bailey, Sarah Jefferson, me, Andrew Johnson, Martine Barrett, and Luke and Sam Schroeder. And Mel, we've, we've got a new little bit of information this week, Adventurous PBs. And this is for our Parkrun Adventurers out there that have got the Parkrun Adventurers listed down as their, one of their five clubs. Uh, and it's for the Adventurers that have run an all-time PB. So this is just not a course PB. This is an all-time. And this week, Two adventurers got to ring the bell. We had Gavin Porter ran a PB at Cleethorpes. He ran in 2004. That was pretty quick. And Manish Bindaroo ran a PB at the Ponds in 2118. Well done to those adventurers. Now, we had five launches around the world that we know of, disclaimer, this week, well, this last week. Talk and the first one, Barn Start Promenade in Germany. I hope that's close. Uh, this event is in Heidelberg. It's an out and back course on asphalt. They had 131 finishers and 14 volunteers and 
30 first-timers at that event. So nice numbers there for new park runners. Nice little number to launch, Mel. Um, we had one in Japan. We had Sunset Hills Shirasambashi, which is near Sakura. They had 45 finishers with 19 volunteers and 20 first-timers. So that's 20 people running their first park run ever out of 45. So it's nearly half uh, the people. And I love this. I've actually copied part of the course description, um, and it is – Pass through the cherry blossom tree-lined road, then become a paved road with a view to the countryside, then go round the gravel road on the embankment twice, return to the start-finish. As you go up the slope, the view of the Ibuana and the feeling of openness are very pleasant. Well, I think the combination of that course description and the name uh, will mean that it's uh, a popular event. It will be. Now, we also had one in the Netherlands, Grunster. Grunster? And it is in Lewarden. They had 33 finishes, four volunteers, 18 first-timers on their three-lapper on asphalt and shell paths through the forest and beach. And, Mel, I'm looking at this run list and I think you've stitched me up here. I got the (laughs) Japanese one and I've got the Polish one. Lucky we've got help from Renata. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I'm going to say it's Monowka Kraluska. Monowka Kraluska. And we can't give you any stats or anything yet because it doesn't appear on the website as of yet. And I tried my best. I tried stalking grade level one and I could not find anything about it. We also had over in the UK, Baysgarth Park. Now, this is Barton-upon-Humber, near Hull, apparently. (laughs) They had 80 finishes, 14 volunteers, two first-timers, and it's a small one lap and two large laps on park paths and trails. So welcome to all those events, just in time to celebrate the 19th birthday. Yay, cake all round. (laughs) Now, looking forward, we haven't got anything noted. Have you got anything that you can think of, Tony? No, look, I'd just like to um, give a bit of a plug to the Palm next year, the Palm Facebook group as the date and the location on it, just encouraging people to start thinking about booking accommodation and transport, noting that it is difficult to get there from Melbourne via flights. Um, You have to go in and out of somewhere and a lot of the flights arrive too late for the Friday night dinner. So, Get onto that one and have a look early. Um, it is very doable if you have a good search. What about Bonza? I thought Bonza flew straight from Melbourne to Toowoomba. Uh, well, I, I'm struggling to work Bonza out. You've got to get on their app to work anything out on it, and I can't get their app to work. Oh, okay, yeah. I have actually had the same problem, but I have been reliably informed. I am a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> They fly in, I think they, but they don't fly every day, but I think you can get a flight in on like a Thursday and maybe out on a Monday or a Tuesday or something like that. But anyway, it's worth looking into as well. Bonser is another option. Mel, where are you this park run day? I believe, so I've got another flight. Woohoo. I am travelling again. I'm going to head to New South Wales and I think I might go to Parramatta. I think I might go and check out Parramatta. It's on the top 100 list of events and it's a Ray Farah event so yeah what about you what about you back at the stump well we're going to travel a long long way uh, and probably go just up the road to Inverloch I think (laughs) our weather in Victoria for the next couple of days is looking a little bit damp Um, you might have heard we have a lot of bushfires burning down here at the moment there's a couple of towns have actually been evacuated and the same towns are also have a flood alert issued for Wednesday. So they're going to go from bushfires to floods in a week. So I think we might stay a little bit close to home. Sounds like a good idea, Tony. Stay off the roads and stay safe. Now, we also want to wish a very happy birthday to our host with the most, Mr. Oliver Spake, who is celebrating a big milestone this coming Saturday. He's got a park run birthday and uh, all the best, Ollie. We hope you have a great day after Park Run with your lovely family. Yes, and enjoy all the celebrations. Happy birthday, Ollie, and enjoy the cake. 
And as always, you can contact us via Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook or on our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. Chips are